Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 44 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. And I have to say, I'm just glad to be with you guys this week. Last week, <laughs> Tiffany had to do the show herself. It was really crazy. You know, I live in Costa Rica, and it always makes things a little interesting. My my internet just wasn't working, so I just couldn't couldn't get on the call. So I'm glad to, it was glad not to be playing here. nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it was not playing nicely. Today we are talking with functional medicine practitioner, certified gluten gluten practitioner, doctor of chiropractic, thyroid advocate, speaker, and author Second Patel, Doctor Second Patel. Dr. Patel is the founder and CEO of LivingFruitInstitute.com and has helped thousands of patients with chronic diseases through a combination of diet, lifestyle, and nutraceutical therapy. And we connected on Facebook several months ago, and I'm thrilled to, to talk to him today. Crazy, right? Crazy excited yes. to talk to him. Yes. Yes. But as always, at first, just a few things. If you tuned in last week, which Dana and I hope you did, you heard us chatting with the wonderful Caitlin Weeks of grassfedgirl.com. Um, well, you heard me. We were missing Dana just a little bit. <laughs> you were in and out. You were in and out, right? But you are clear. I was in and thank, out. thank everything for that this morning. I'm very, very thankful for that this morning. <laughs> All right, but if you missed it, you can always catch her in the Thyroid Nation Radio archives, as well as the other amazing guests that we've had the privilege of interviewing, Dr. Holtor, Hypothyroid Mom, Mary Showman, Susie Cohen, Isabella Wentz, oh my gosh, Dr. Robinson, Dr. Hedberg, we could go on, and uh, Dr. Carnahan. Um, Dr. Carnahan was great. Dr. Red. I know, right. Dr. Red, that's right. And remember, he's giving free consultations until the end of the year. Um, red, what is it? Red River Wellness. Yes, it red is. River, I think it's Red River. Okay, so um, so take him up on that for sure. Um, but just amazing people. You can always catch him in the archives. <clears throat> Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, don't scare me like did that. Did I freak girl. you out for a second? Did I scare you? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my heart's just check in there. Heart's now. <laughs> Make sure to also check out the lineup of wonderful and innovative guests we have scheduled for the future on the Thyroid Nation radio page. I just updated it. Uh, Dr. Trevor Cates is coming up in January. Let's see. Oh, Andrea Nakayama is here uh, next week. I'm going to have to practice saying her name. I say it every time. She's coming next week. I know how to say it, but when I'm going to say it on the air, for some reason it just doesn't come out right. So. I'm going to practice that. But she'll be with us next week, and we have tons and tons of great guests. So check out the lineup. Well, super cool, and it looks like Dr. Patel is with us. Dr. Patel, so let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning, Dr. Patel. Can you hear us okay? I can hear you fine. How can you hear me? Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Good morning. And everybody can hear me, right? (laughs) Yes. Clear as a bell. We had a few uh, technical problems last week. She was having some trouble connecting uh, from Costa Rica. So it was, um, and that's the first time we've encountered that. So that was a very interesting situation. Yeah. Okay, and well, this hopefully is our 44th. We'll, we'll today. Yeah. Yes. 
we're gonna we are well, going I'm to so manifest the fact that it's not going to happen, right? We're going to have a fabulous, clear as a bell, crystal clear show. <laughs> that's right. And and we are so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we connected on on Facebook, and I've been following you ever since. And your philosophy and the way you live your life, and we are just just thrilled to talk to you. I actually saw you uh, posted that you, um, I guess you maybe and your son were uh, practicing, um, you know, practicing online with your Wim Hof uh, protocol, yes. your breathing. Yeah, we were, we were doing some deep breathing outside in the cold without our shirts on just to stimulate our immune systems and, uh, you know, create some mental clarity as well. Wow. Dr. Patel, how old is your son? Is he, um, I think there's a picture. How old is your son? He's five. He's five. He's a little guy. How cute. (laughs) So tell us about that practice a little bit. That sounds really interesting. Can you share with the listeners what that, what that actually is? Sure, sure. So it, you know, it's interesting to say this to a group of uh, people with thyroid issues, but, you know, Wim Hof is also known as the Iceman. And there's been a documentary that do, that's been done about him, and he's somebody that's been um, basically been able to extremely fine tune his parasympathetic and and really his autonomic nervous system, and he does it through a special breathing technique uh, that he teaches now. And he actually climbed Mount Everest in shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, he was wearing boots because of the ice, but other than that, he climbed up with shorts and a t-shirt. And you know he's done that multiple times now. He teaches groups of people how to do that. They've actually injected endotoxins into his blood and his immune system has been able to destroy them. And they actually took blood out of him and put it into a Petri dish and introduced the endotoxins. And he was his, blood, his immune system was still able to destroy the endotoxins. And he can teach people how to do it now. And so that's uh, something that we've been practicing. And one of the things that he says is, his cold, is that the cold is his master or his teacher. And so he's known as the Iceman. Yeah, you guys can Google him and check him out. I definitely oh, yeah, will. That's very cool. Yeah, the documentary on it, he's uh, just amazing. I think it's, it's the coolest thing ever. And now that yeah, there's so scientific you know, backing, it's really cool. Yeah, and what, what I really like about him is that he states that we're all capable of it, right? So he's nothing, I mean, just being human is being special, you know what I mean? We have this amazing body that nobody's really taught us how to use, and he's been convinced by science and medicine that we're all broken in some way instead of recognizing how amazing we are and how capable we are. So his whole method is to teach us how capable we are and to tap in into our greatness. Very interesting. So it's very much a mind over matter or, or you know, in imagine if he deals with people with chronic illness, it's more of a medical mindfulness type of a situation. Is that Would that be accurate? Well, basically all disease is caused by dysfunction. And if anyone wants to heal, they have to regulate or at least be conscious of the function of their autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system is what determines the function of every cell in your body. So the problem that most people encounter is they change their diet, they take all the supplements and vitamins and minerals, and they buy the really high-quality stuff. But at the end of the day, the, uh, the cells whether it's nourished or not, is going to respond to its environment. So if I have a perfectly healthy cell, I can put that cell in a high-stress, high-cortisol, high-catecholamine environment, and the cell is going to carry out catabolic activity. Or I could take that same cell, and I can send it a message of healing and repair, a parasympathetic message, 
and the cell will carry on a different function. So the tone of our of our autonomic nervous system is what determines whether we're in a state of fight or flight or whether we're in a state of rest, repair, reproduction, and healing. And so regulating the autonomic nervous system is important for everyone if they want to heal, right? Otherwise, we're in a constant state of breaking down. And particularly for thyroid patients, the, when we're under a fight-or-flight response, our thyroid hormone production and conversion decreases, as I'm sure many of the listeners are aware of. So this really helps you tap into the autonomic nervous system and uh, and put your body into a state of healing and repair into, in, instead of being in a constant state of breakdown and degeneration. Very interesting. And Very interesting. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know... Um, Mind body connection and the fact that you know you you know you can tell yourself you're sick and you don't feel good and all those negative things and your body responds to that and you can also tell yourself I'm well I'm going to get well I'm, I'm a healthy functioning body my body can can do amazing things and 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 your body will respond to that as well so I think it's very cool yeah very and cool. I think the the really important thing about that is not just saying it but truly believing it right. So we have to believe yeah. that what we're saying is true. We have to trust that what we're saying is true. You can mean we can't just say it. We gotta believe it. <laughs> yes. Can you, yeah, you can you hear us? Okay, I thought we lost you there for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm still No, on. I Okay. No, yeah, you gotta believe it. You can't just say it. You gotta believe it. I agree. Absolutely. There's a flower field you know, moment for me right there. <laughs> just that, you know, you know really thinking about so many people get on this, you know, um, just automatic, you know, even with meditation and things like that, if they're just on this automatic rather than really being present in that, you know, in that thought. I I know that I have a tendency to do that, um, you know, and really slowing down and, and, you know, like you said, really believing it is, is a challenge for for me. Well, it's a challenge for a lot of people because we've been so conditioned to think that we're not capable, that the answers are outside of us instead of inside of us. You know, an important thing to kind of um, state here is that the tone of our autonomic nervous system is what ultimately determines our quality of life. And if we're not sending ourselves the right message, then we can't expect them to carry out the right function. And this is where a lot of cases fail. It's, it's usually not the protocols. It's usually not the supplements that are responsible for, um, you know, a, a failed case. It's, it's usually the uh, the inability for the patient to coordinate that healing response in their body and then truly believing in it. And I find that a lot of patients with thyroid issues have suppressed voices. And when we think about this in an energetic standpoint, we start to realize that the thyroid is where the throat, ch- throat chakra is. And we see a lot of women who have thyroid issues have a lot of emotional uh, baggage that they're carrying around. They're just not releasing it, and they're suppressing it. So there are different methods, one of them being the Dalian method, that people can use to release some of these suppressed uh, frustrations that people have. And when we can release these things, then the energy flows through that uh, chakra much better as well. And it's, it's amazing the revelations that, that patients have when they go through uh, this type of therapy. In addition to you know taking their nutrition uh, seriously, eating healthy food, timing their meals properly, eliminating gluten and dairy, the stuff I'm sure a lot of people have already talked about. But the idea here is 
not just to approach this from a Newtonian standpoint, not just you know address the things that we can test and measure, because that's just one dimension of the human being, right? We're body, mind, and spirit. So a lot of people, you know, ask them a very important question. You know, if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have any health issues, would you love your life? And if the answer is no, then there's no point in getting healthy because you're never going to wake up happy. So we really have to create uh, a life worth waking up to, right? And then our health becomes secondary, right? Not our primary focus. It becomes our secondary focus because our life itself, which is so amazing, becomes our primary focus. You know, we really shouldn't have to think about our health, right? Health should happen in the background. It's like when you're driving right. your car. If you're in a constant state of fear that your tire was going to blow or the engine was going to give out, or you know the hood was going to pop open on the highway. You live in fear the whole time, right? And so a lot of people live in fear, thinking that their body's incapable, and that puts them in a sympathetic state, which is the exact opposite of the physiology that we want to create for healing to take place. Okay, we got to stop. We got to tell him about our flower field moment <laughs> flower field, because yeah. I just had a couple, right? So um, <clears throat> the uh, the, I guess if you're a fan of the show, uh, most of the people know that we have a flower field moment. It came about with, uh, I think it was Stacey Robbins' show. And yeah, she definitely inspired just, those, the thoughts. She did. And it was just one of those moments where it happened to be Tiffany and I were not talking. The air was dead, Dr. Patel, and we were okay with that, but I, we wanted to make sure that everybody else was because we were having a flower field moment. One of those moments where what someone just said was was key, was it resonated it's great with resonance. And we just yeah. yeah, we just wanted to yeah. sit with what they said and just kind of ingest it and absorb it. And so what you just said, for me, really hit home. I had a flower field moment, you know. Regardless <laughs> of what your health is, if you wake up in the morning, are you happy with your life? I mean, that's... Right for me, a profound moment. I mean, for me, yeah, my answer is yes. So, right. yay. <laughs> Thank goodness. You know, think about it this way. If you if you woke up every day, let's, let's just use your car as a simple analogy. You know, if you had a broken down car in the driveway and you hated your job, how motivated would you be to get up, you know, and get that car fixed? Right? Mm. Not very motivated. You hate, the, you hate where you're going to drive that car. Right? So you're... The bo- our bodies are vehicle, right? It's uh, it's what takes us where we want to go. If and if we want to go there, it's very important, right? If you don't want to go there, then that creates such a negative vibration. It creates such a negative frequency, a frequency where health cannot exist, right? Yeah. So I have I have a quick question, just just because personally it kind of applies to me. What do you do, or or is there anything that you focus on when a child is born with health problems? You know, in other words, this is not uh, an emotional state that they necessarily have brought on. You know, I mean, we could go into past lives and, and whatever, but when a child is born with health problems, um, you know, and it, it it would seemingly be that they're not making choices at at you know at that moment. Are there things that can be done through the mother to help a child or um, probably would be more focused on mom during pregnancy or have you ever had a situation like that, Dr. Patel? Is it Patel? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Is that is that yes, okay? Patel. Okay. Any thoughts on that? Because I, I was born, born with health issues, so I'm just kind of curious. You know, it's a personal curiosity. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. certainly I'm not discounting the Newtonian aspects of health, right? Certainly there are people who have gene variations. There are people that have, you know, specific predispositions. Not everything is going to be emotional. Emotional uh, issues occur based on how we handle a situation, right? And so, you know, in, in a case like yours, I, I don't know, right? I don't know what your mother's health was like. I don't know what her energy it, it was It was like. not good. So that's yeah. why, you know, it's interesting, yeah. like, you wonder if more focus, you know, should be or could be put on a mother, you know, that that's carrying a child. Of course, the, the mental and spiritual aspect of bringing that child into the world and, and you know, what what is... What that is capable of, and that's a whole other show. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> here's here's what I would say uh, to that, and this is uh, an important conversation. Maybe another moment for for you after you hear it. But we had uh, a patient who just couldn't get pregnant, and, and you know she hated her job, and she said to me, I, "I just can't wait to get pregnant and quit this job. I hate it so much there." And I asked her, I said, "You know, after your child is born, would you ever take?" take it to the hospital and she said no I, I absolutely hate that place and I said well what do you think you're going to be doing for nine months uh, if you're pregnant interesting I mean there uh-huh. there certainly are so many emotional aspects I mean you know I, I'm extraordinarily blessed with four giddy children they're just mm-hmm. happy and love life and but I was very happy even though I you know was under constant supervision with all four of them, you know, in the hospital with the monitor and the whole nine yards. I mean, I just dug the fact that I was pregnant. Everything was just amazing to me. And, you know, I mean, there's there's just, there's such an emotional aspect just to life, not just thyroid disease, but, you know, um, you know, we talk about that. We only had one other physician, Dr. Patel, that actually addressed the spiritual issues of, thyroid disorder. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is such a phenomenal component. You know, it's something that, you know, should get a lot more time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Than just, you know, it really should. I mean, we we talked and and it was just, you know, there were so many flower-filled moments, just like with what you said, you know, or you, you wake up, you know, with gratitude and happy to be alive and, you know, whatever you've been given, even if you're not feeling well in the moment or whatever. You know, it's such a huge, uh, I think, gift when you are able to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. 100%. You know, what you were talking about earlier as well, uh, Dr. Patel, about, you know, your throat chakra and, and how that's uh, so, you know, women with thyroid disease have such a hard time communicating and that kind of thing. And I, that holds true for me. I mean, I get tongue-tied. I know Tiffany does. I have a hard time communicating, and we're both radio show hosts. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's just an anomaly right there. But, um, yeah, so what you were saying about that earlier, I think I think that, that plays in as well. And, and the emotional aspect is such a big deal. It's such a big deal, and people don't talk about it enough. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad we are. I'm glad we are. Okay, well, so the reason I, we don't talk about it. Go ahead, please. In our healthcare system, the reason we don't talk about it in our healthcare system is because we can't measure it, and if we can't um, measure it, it doesn't exist. So this is again right. that Newtonian model of care. So we have to be able to see it, we have to be able to measure it, 
we have to be able to quantify it, we have to be able to label it. And so if we can't do that, then it doesn't exist. And that's one of the biggest fallacies of modern medicine is that we are relying on instruments and in order for us to advance our understanding, we have we assume that we have to advance our instruments to be able to measure things, right? But if, mm-hmm. we, if we look at the emotional and spiritual side of things, which have been studied for thousands of years and are all now proven to be true, then we can have a whole new different type of medicine. Well, right. and not only that, but but the you know I, I frequently see where people want it, it fits the paradigm of someone else fixing you rather than you Uh, having to resonate with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Can you fix me? Mm -hmm. Nobody can fix you. You have to, you know, you have to be a a huge, if not sole, you know, person in in the undertaking of that healing. Absolutely. So let's talk about Dr. Patel's six pillars of healthy function because these are these are amazing and the first one is is um so let's talk about the six pillars of healthy function healthy sure whatever function yes right so the idea here is for people to understand that we are much more than our diagnosis and when somebody has a diagnosis of thyroid disease or diabetes or ra whatever it might be that person's physiology has satisfied a criteria. And so that criteria has been satisfied, now this person gets a label. And the consequence of that is that the treatment that this person receives will be centered around the label and the diagnosis instead of the patient. So now the focus shifts from the patient. You know, we're trying to find out what's wrong with the patient. Now that we know what's wrong, we're going to shift the attention to the organ or the gland or the system that's, that's problematic. And we're going to try to micromanage that and that mistake is costing people millions. It's costing people millions of dollars, and it's costing the system billions of dollars. But it's also costing people their lives because not only their quality of life, but their length of life is being compromised. Because what ends up happening is, let's say you go in and you have a thyroid patient. Usually, most thyroid patients are autoimmune in North America, and so what that means is they likely have other autoimmune conditions going on and probably developing subclinically as a result of whatever the root cause of the thyroid disease is or other conditions. And so many people have comorbidities. They have multiple diseases that are developing, but each system in our body has a different size bucket. So our thyroid bucket is very small. Its tolerance levels are very small. Our hormone tolerances are very small because we don't have to make a lot of hormone to get a response. So when that system goes off, then you know the endocrine system is going to work properly. But that same blood goes everywhere. So the same blood that's compromising thyroid function or not providing adequate nutrition for the thyroid is the same blood that's not providing adequate nutrition for the brain or for the heart or for the digestive organs. So it's not mm-hmm. just about focusing on the diagnosis. This is why a lot of people will go to their doctor, their blood work comes back, and the doctor will say, you know, hey, Mrs. Jones, your thyroid numbers look perfect, and the patient's like, well, why don't I feel like crap? Right? It's because we've isolated what we think is the problem and not recognize that that dysfunction um, or that disruption in thyroid health is also whatever is causing that is disrupting other things. And so we call that death by diagnosis. And so what happens in a traditional model is people can look really good on paper but feel horrible. And that's mm-hmm. become acceptable because if we can measure it 
and we can fix it and we can prove to the patient that it's fixed, now it's all in their head, right? And and and, and unfortunately it's not, right? There could be other areas of, their, of this person's health that's being compromised. And there, there always is. It's never just an isolated problem, okay? So what we do is we focus on addressing the patient from the other end. So the worst thing I can do is tell a patient that, yep, it's your thyroid, and that's the only thing that's wrong with you. Everything else is functioning at 100%. All we right. have to do is... And that's that. <laughs> so that's what happens, right? That's what happens, um, you know, and that's why I don't even really like to call myself a thyroid expert. I like to call myself, rather call myself a health expert and promote health instead of treat the thyroid, right? So That is such a, that is such a critical point right there. That that's, That is truly... A critical point yes, because it is. we so frequently see where people stop at the thyroid and, like you said, they don't feel well. Their numbers are fine. You know, all's good. Sorry, I don't know what I could do. You know, I mean that's right. and it leaves people with this massive sense of hopelessness. Of are you kidding me? You know. Yeah. <laughs> because we've labeled the problem, and what we've done is we've labeled a, a fraction of what's happening. Right. So every gland has a different size bucket. And, you know, your brain is going to have a bigger bucket. Your heart is going to have a bigger bucket. So the tolerance levels in different systems are going to be different. And so the endocrine system is one of our most sensitive systems. It's our communication system. And when that breaks down, then we have to assume that other things are breaking down as well. And and so now that so now we flip the script and we focus on how do we get this person healthy and how do we identify what are potentially the root causes of this. So we know with autoimmunity, that the majority of the immune system is in the gut. So, of course, what this person eats is going to be very important. Um, and then also how this person digests that food is going to be very important. So one of the main pillars that we have is diet and digestion, not just what you're eating, but how you're digesting it. Because if you eat a healthy meal and you don't chew it properly, or you're eating under stress, again, in that sympathetic state versus being in a parasympathetic state, you're eating under stress, you're not chewing your food, you're drinking lots of water with it, even if it's a healthy meal, you're not going to digest it properly. You've already set yourself up for digestive failure. And so even healthy food doesn't serve us if it's not properly digested. So diet and digestion are uh, an important pillar. The next one is mitochondria. Mitochondria is huge because mitochondria is what energizes the cell to carry out function. So even if you have a perfectly working thyroid, this is why people can have perfect thyroid numbers and perfect adrenal numbers and still feel horrible because the actual engine of the cell is the mitochondria. That's what turns your food into energy. And so that system has to be working. The beautiful thing about mitochondria is they are in every cell in our body except our red blood cells, which means that when we improve mitochondrial health, we don't just improve thyroid mitochondrial health, we improve the mitochondrial health of every cell that has mitochondria. So now we start getting better global function in every cell in the body. The other thing we focus, other pillar is uh, the liver and detoxification and the liver is one of the main organs of detoxification but our skin is a pathway our breath is a pathway our sweat is a pathway our urine and stool is a pathway of elimination so we look at elimination what we have to realize is that you know whether we, we believe in evolution or creation at, for this point it's irrelevant our liver really has never had to deal with all the toxicity um, on the planet today our right. liver was meant to detoxify us assuming we live in a clean, healthy, pure environment. That's what we've known for many, many years, right? 
Uh, for many right. millennia, that's what we, that's what the Earth has experienced, is the Earth has been healthy and unpolluted, so our bodies are not dealing with external pollution problems. They're dealing with internal pollution problems because every chemical reaction in our body has a waste product that our body has to eliminate and get rid of. So our liver was designed um, or evolved to detoxify us, just us, not our entire planet, and not our you know, makeup products, and not our personal care products, and not our you know food laced with pesticides and herbicides and binders and fillers and all kinds of stuff that you find in food. These things never existed 150 years ago, and many of these things never existed even you know a dozen years ago. So our liver undergoes an immense amount of stress. And the liver, as you know, is important for converting thyroid hormone uh, T4 into the active form of T3. That happens, the majority of that happens in the liver. The liver is also how we get rid of excess estrogen and other hormones through our bile. And so that elimination pathway is very important because uh, excess estrogen interferes with thyroid hormone metabolism. So there's all these different layers and all these different systems that can be impacted when we don't detoxify adequately. The uh, other pillar is brain health, and brain health is huge, especially for thyroid patients, but for anyone, right? Everyone wants a healthy, sharp mind. Everyone deserves that. Everyone's, for the most part, born with that. And so, interestingly enough, in patients with thyroid problems, our ability to make dopamine is something that declines. And dopamine is our motivational neurotransmitter. Dopamine motivates us to get up off the couch and go exercise, to uh, feel rewarded when we accomplish a task. You might have encountered people that they lose 20 pounds and they're not excited about it, right? These are people that um, don't, uh, they never really feel happy. They never feel accomplished because they're not releasing dopamine. And because our happiness, which is connected to our health, comes from progress, if we can't recognize small incremental goals and progress because our brain chemistry isn't working properly, then we quit, right? So some people do great for a couple of weeks, and then they quit because they don't feel rewarded. Reward is what motivates us. Reward is what makes us happy. But what really, what happens in some people is their ability to make dopamine, and I'm writing a book about this. It's called The Motivation Molecule. Dopamine is what motivates us to actually do something and continue doing something and feel good about doing it. You know, I had a guy come in last week, uh, I'm sorry, two days ago, and he lost 10 pounds. His arthritis pain went from an 8.5 out of 10 to a 1 out of 10. He's chasing his granddaughter around, whereas before he would just sit on the couch. He doesn't have loose stools anymore. His energy is much better. So all these things are improving in his life, and he was not excited about it, right? But then when I looked at his dopamine metabolism, he's barely making any. So hmm. I asked him, I said, you know, Bernard, you're probably, like, you've done all these amazing things, but you, you, you probably don't feel excited about it, do you? He's like, no, not really. And I looked at his results, and I'm like, this is why, Right. This is why a lot of people give up, because they don't have the right brain chemistry. It's not that they don't have the right protocol, they just don't have, or the right intention and the right um, why, right? But what they lack is the actual chemistry in order for that process to take place. So imagine that I have every intention to get on a phone call, but then my cell phone is dead, right? It has nothing to do with me as the user, the actual device is not working, right? So we have to understand when our brain uh, health is compromised. Usually someone who has uh, thyroid disease or any other chronic illness, everyone, pretty much everyone has a chronic illness. Most people just don't know about it, right? We're all developing something. So as these conditions develop, our brain health as a result uh, suffers in a direct proportion to that as well, right? Our brain is the most powerful yet most sensitive organ in our body. And mm-hmm. so it, it becomes very uh, privy or susceptible to inflammation and toxicity and all of those things, right? But because it's so capable, 
we don't necessarily notice its decline until it gets significant, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of times, really with every patient, we test brain chemistry just to make sure that we, uh, whether we need to support those areas in their uh, chemistry or not, right? And usually we do. We're going to find typically that we need to support patients in that area. And when we do, then they love what they're doing. They feel rewarded. They love continuing. They, they, they see results and they and they carry out and they follow through and they, and they get the results, right? It's not the protocol that's the problem. It's usually the consistency of the patient applying the protocol that's the problem. And if the brain chemistry doesn't support that consistency and that reward system, they're never going to continue, no matter what kind of results they get. The fifth pillar is stress hormones and inflammation. As we know, the fight-or-flight stress response creates um, an autonomic uh, nervous system shift and it shifts to breaking things down instead of building things up. So if people are in a perpetual state of stress, then guess what? They're not going to be in a perpetual state of healing, which is what they want. So most people want parasympathetic results, but live a sympathetic lifestyle. They live a fight-or-flight lifestyle. And so it's important for us to work with the patients to understand what their stressors are and if these are even true stressors. A good understanding for everyone and a real aha moment for me when I learned this was that when we have an experience, if we're uh, experiencing, you know, whatever it is, whether we're driving or whether we're meeting somebody new or whether we're meeting clients or getting on this radio show, whatever it might be, we have a preconceived um, a belief system, right? And our belief system is essentially based on our experiences. Now, what happens is, and this is very important, is that that belief system gets actually receives the experience that we're having first before our conscious brain does. This part of our brain is called the amygdala, and this is where our fear centers are stored. So imagine a lion walks into your office. Your your understanding of that situation at a subconscious level is going to be danger. So the amygdala immediately produces a stress response, and then about two seconds later, we actually consciously recognize that there's a lion in the room. So what happens is our body has already produced a response to the uh, situation before we even have conscious awareness of it. Now, it does this to protect us, right? It does this to protect us, and it increases our chance of survival if we don't overthink what's happening. But what happens is most people try to fight that. So they use meditation or exercise or deep breathing as a retaliation to that inappropriate stress response. Now, if I use that same example, if my son was in the room, he would run towards the lion because his belief system is different, but it's been programmed uh, in his mind is different. He thinks the lion's just a big cat. He's going to run towards it, right? He's only seen it in a book, whereas an adult who has a different belief system, the lion's going to eat me, they're going to produce a completely different physiological response. And so a lot of people, they use the stress reduction techniques to basically retaliate to an inappropriate stress response based on inappropriate and non-serving beliefs. And then the sixth pillar is lifestyle and environment. And we know this through all the study and research that's going on in epigenetics that our environment plays a huge role in our health outcomes and our lifestyle plays a huge role in gene expression and therefore health outcomes as well. So these are the six things that we focus on. The mitochondria, detoxification, brain health, diet and digestion, stress hormones, inflammation, and lifestyle and environment. There will never be any condition any diagnosis where you don't want these systems working properly for you. So why not just create that from the very beginning instead of waiting for diseases to pop up and then going back to the same 
you know, uh, root causes or going back to the same underlying mechanisms. We may as well try to build health instead of trying to regain our health. And when you address these six pillars, then you actually build a healthy foundation to build a life off of, right? Most people don't realize this, but their health is holding them back from so many things that they could be doing. And even people who have baseline health, there's no reason for them not to achieve optimal health, right? And so this system really yeah. applies, this methodology applies uh, wherever in the spectrum of health somebody is. You know, I have, you know, I have multi-millionaire entrepreneurs and business owners, and I have janitors that are patients of mine. So it, it and people who are healthy and vibrant, and people who are, you know, who have cancer. So it, the same system, the same methodology applies. And because we're so focused on producing health, the outcome is health. That's the outcome. Whereas if the if the patient comes in, they have a thyroid problem, and they have all kinds of other problems. And I fix their thyroid, that's all I've really done for them. I haven't really taught them anything else, right? I haven't really taught them how to prevent other diseases from happening. So 10 years from now, they come back in, and they might not have a thyroid problem, but now they have heart disease, right? And then 10 years later, they might come back, and now they have cancer. It's because these pillars are broken, and you can't build health unless these pillars are adequately addressed. Okay. I and know, he, right? And he and he and he didn't even really take a breath, you know. He just kept going. <laughs> it's a fundamental <laughs> premise of thinking that is as clear as a bell. I mean, just my goodness, yes. my goodness. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So, <sighs> that was fabulous. But I, I gotta like. Fabulous. I gotta just sit here for just a minute because there's just so much, and you know, I do have a thyroid brain, although I'm trying to. You know, think of all the positive things and, and all that. I just, that was just a lot. So, okay. Amazing. Well, Amazing. Seriously, you covered more information right there. I mean, just right on the nose, just all the way across. More information in those few minutes than, gosh, I imagine right. most people have heard in a lifetime with their physicians. Truly. Right. Seriously. And that's what Tiffany and I, um, during the show, we, we, we communicate with each other, and that's exactly what I just put um, in my notes to her was, wow, this is, that's why, um, for me, you know, I believe in, in conventional medicine. You know, I think there is a, a place for it. Um, you know, I do need my, my natural desiccated thyroid. Do I think that I might need less someday if I was at optimal health? Absolutely. But... Just knowing and hearing, you know, you say, you know, kind of some of it was not mind-blowing or something that we don't know. You just said it so simply, and the way you, you put it together made, made great sense to me. It, it, makes, it makes me feel like probably like what you're doing with your son mm-hmm. is I wish I would have started from the very beginning teaching my kids not just, you know, ABCs, but right. breathing, breathing. Right you know, um, techniques, you know, because I, I'm a shallow breather. And I noticed right, this, you know, like 10 years ago, and I and I would always say, you know, something like, no, I don't breathe right. And everybody would just be like looking at me like, so, you know. And now after going through everything I've been through and then meeting everybody and learning everything I have, I realize it's kind of a problem. So <laughs> I knew it was back then, <laughs> but I just couldn't put my brain around exactly why. And so I think that's an amazing thing that you're doing, you know, like, you know, with your with your son, um, 
and probably all the rest of it, you know, teaching them more about it. Because I try to teach my my kids about health and, and all of that. But had I started really, had my family started with me really young about, you know, when you eat certain things, you know, it's not necessarily, mm-hmm. yes, I love great food, but it's it's fuel for your body. It's good fuel. It's, it's premium right. unleaded or it's super unleaded. It's, it's not just, and as opposed to taste. Now, I like great food, and I like to taste my things, but I just think that all of this together, had we started, and ha- and if we can for the future for our kids and, and you know, grandkids, mind-body-spirit connection from the very beginning, we'd all be in a lot better place. And and that's kind of what I took away from what you said, and, and, and there's hope, because we know. And we've known for many, you know, thousands, centuries, millennials about, you know, the connection, but... We haven't always practiced it, so thank you for you know. You're so welcome. You're so Not welcome. just that, you but connection. I mean, the the you know the, in the United States. I mean, you just look at the simple, you know, the simple way that people eat, which is fast and shovel their food. They're in a rush, you know, where traditional eating was a was very you know. So just talking about the emotional relationship with food. You know, food used you know used to be dining. It was something that you really ex- experienced the the herbs and the spices and the flavors. It was it was a time that you spent to talk with you know grandparents and parents, and there was visiting, and there was you know it was a there was an emotional setting for eating mm-hmm. that is just well, out the yeah. window now. You know, I mean, it's just gone. Yeah, I mean, it's not gone in my house, <laughs> but, you know, that's <laughs> well, a we, huge thing. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's so important. And this is, you know, one of the things that a lot of people are on, they're on like an autoimmune paleo diet or just a straight paleo diet. And what I have to remind my patients of is that you can't just take that diet in isolation and eat it quickly at your desk, eat it under okay. stress, not have a sense of community, not have a sense of reward, not have a sense of nobody's praising you when you come back from the hunt, Right. Like, there's, right. there's all these things that are lacking, right? And we, we think of food oftentimes one-dimensionally. And, and, and here's something that uh, came to me as we were, we're talking about this. The problem is, is we think of food as fuel. So fuel is very transient, which means that I've got to eat for the next three hours, right? That's right. What you fill it up and you're done. Right, right, right. Fill it up and you're done. Hey, I've, I've, you know, I'm hungry. I've got a lot of work that I'm going to do. I'm going to eat a lot of food, Right. Now, the problem with that is that food isn't just fuel. Food is the, the body parts as well, right? It, it's not just fueling your gas tank and then that fuel gets burned up. In this case, the fuel that we're putting in, the food that we're putting in, becomes the body parts as well. So, you know, we, the food that we eat doesn't just last for three hours in our body and we burn all that energy up. There's also the proteins and the minerals that provide structure in our body as well. So you might ingest a piece of food which has magnesium and that magnesium might stick around in your body for many years, right? It must become part of bone tissue and uh, and not be excre- excreted or replaced in your body for many, many years, right? If you uh, think about it, our food becomes every part of us. So it's not just sticking around well, that's for the a good short point. term like fuel. I love it's that. Sticking around for long time. Yeah, that's, I that's love that. Point. Our food becomes every part of us. Yeah. That is. I like that. Yeah, another powerful moment. Right. You know, one thing I wanted to go back about the six pillars of of healthy function or healthy thyroid function or heart function or whatever is, you know, um, it's amazing to me, you know, you wish, 
course, you are that practitioner. But what I mean is, is unfortunately, so many patients get handled. You know, I know Dana and I are both very grateful for our thyroid medication. But if I had to go back, particularly in my situation and everybody's situation, to be honest, I would have preferred a physician that started with multiple things, you know, diet, stress, spirituality, breathing, you know, um, just all the things that you talk about, digestion Mm -hmm. and all of these things before I was put on the thyroid medication, you know. Uh Uh You know, in other words, there's almost like a series of things that should be handled prior to before things that are covered right. prior to and then you might have some people that that need still need to go on it and then again you might have people that don't so it's almost like that right. that initial start of thyroid hormone you know okay your numbers are here this is what we're going to put you on at this level you know like you said it's 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 measurable but however you know the the entire body function that was involved in suppressing the thyroid in the first place is still there. So it's almost right. like the thyroid hormone becomes a Band-Aid of a, of a gaping wound. Does that make sense? It does. No, it, it, it does. And, and here's uh, you know what we can add to that. And I think it's important for people listening who are on medications to recognize this. The enemy is not the thyroid medication. So a lot of people will come to me, and what they will do is they will have a garbage bag full of supplements, and and versus a tiny little synthroid pill or a desiccated thyroid pill, and their goal will be to attack this problem uh, of eliminating one pill because it's a medication and because they think all medication is bad. So they'll try to attack one pill with 30 pills. Right. And right. and the problem with oh that my is, gosh. is that yes, that's such a great point. Wait, wait, that's such a great point. We I want you want to, to say that again. Say it again. Yes. <laughs> Please say that again. Sure. So what happens is many patients make the thyroid pill the enemy. So their primary objective is, can I get off this medication? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you just have to take pop this pill once a day, and if it works for you, then it works for you. And keep in mind, the medication only really works if your body's working as well, right, because of the conversion process. Now, what, we, what patients will do is they'll come in with a garbage bag full of supplements, and they'll tell me, I don't want to take this pill because it's a medication, but they're willing to take 30, up to 30 pills a day of supplements, because either they read about them somewhere or they think they need them or they saw it on Dr. Oz or wherever they, they learned about it from. <laughs> and they'll try, to attack, they'll try to attack that one drug or that one medication with all these other natural right. remedies. And, and at the end of the day, it actually, <laughs> at the end of the day, it costs yeah, them so much day. more, right? It costs them hundreds of dollars instead of a few dollars a month. And, right. And they're still taking the medication because they're not really attacking the problem appropriately. So every time they take it, instead of blessing it and thanking it and having gratitude, they're cursing it, and they hate right. it. And they also who likes taking supplements, right, unnecessarily. So they hate that. So they start hating everything that they're doing, and then they create this just this negative frequency. So I tell them, listen, the enemy isn't the pill. The pill is the reason you're alive and you're functioning right now. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having this conversation. So be thankful that you have the pill. Be thankful that it's for the most part affordable but be diligent on finding why you have this problem. Because if you don't do that, then other areas in your life are going to suffer. And if you and wait you're just long going enough, from one Band-Aid have... to another. Oh, my gosh, Dr. Patel, we love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Here it comes, Dan. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. 
This is my favorite show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay. So this happens every show. <laughs> you know, it's so almost great. like I the love in- I love the way the universe works because it, it's giving us the perfect guests in the perfect order, if that makes any sense. I mean, I have such phenomenal gratitude for the universe, and everything is so beautiful, but it's it's almost like we're layering. Does that make sense? It's like you start with one thing, and it's just, these layers are becoming, it's just, it's phenomenal. I mean, just, (sighs) Yeah, and you know, it's funny because, this is going to sound kind of funny, but I I was listing my guests last night, was updating my page because I've had more guests say they can, you know, come on the show and whatever. And I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, there's a lot of people on here that I'm not sure Tiffany's heard of or anybody's heard of. And I was, you know, kind of second guessing. I was thinking, well, well, what, you know, did I choose the right people? Did I, you know, is this lineup not very good? You know, I start questioning myself, you know, as a business person, not as a health person, you know, business person. And I start questioning and I'm thinking, and I'm like, gosh, you know, and, should I, should I change it? Should I, you know, ask some different people? And I was going through this thing, and it, but it went really, really fast in my brain, you know, matter of, you know, seconds. And I came to the conclusion really rapidly that, you know what, these are the people that have come to me at the time they've come to me, and for whatever reason, they're on the date that they are, and it's going to flow the way it's supposed to. And I just, I didn't give it another thought. I just was like, and right. then it's going to flow the way it's supposed to. And so that was just affirmation for me, Tiff, because... That's exactly right. Whether people mm-hmm. know them or don't know them, or it doesn't matter. It's it's we're layering, and we're going to learn, and it's going to be great. And and you know that was just perfect validation. So thank you. Well, and I oh, think it's so I, important too. You know that's that's we love the fact. I'm so grateful that that you chose to come on and be a guest with us because you know everybody has different levels of resonance you know sometimes thyroid nation gets Mm -hmm. criticized for posting things that aren't conventional or misinformation quote unquote and you know i often tell people you know misinformation or this or that or whatever is really a very personal perspective so the one thing that that dana chose when she started thyroid nation is that everything would get presented so that each person could find their own resonance. And as a, as a very science person, I have I love that. I love the fact that every person is going to have their own resonance, which is going to be critical to the spiritual side of their own healing. It's almost like different people are going to be in different stages. And so and they may feel very differently a year from now, right? But it might be this particular conversation for a measurable scientific type A personality th- listening to this particular show may be integral to their healing in a year. Does that make sense? Because the seed was planted yeah. for them to go, oh, you know, that is right. so true. And they may not be ready to right. get that today, but right. it's going to sit there. I call it the little birdie sitting on your shoulder. It's going to sit there and and just be like, tweet, tweet, tweet. But what about this? Because you're taking your pill and you're doing your science and your blood work is perfect and blah, 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 and you still feel like crap, so what's left? You know, so so listening to to you, of course, it's nothing new for Dana and I because both of us have just been in a continual flower field from the beginning. 
But the beauty of it is, is that particular person that's listening to this is going to get that information, which they may not necessarily today agree with, but they're going to agree with eventually. I just love that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We're the little band of birdies. Band of birdies. Uh, one thing that's important for your listeners and really any, everyone to understand is the the power of the human mind. And mm. what we've done in science is we basically have to, in every random control double-blind study, which is the gold standard in, in science, we have to have a control group. And that control group has to receive no interventions. Now, the reason we have that control group is because the human mind is is more, more powerful than most drugs. And so the placebo effect is the most studied thing in science because every study accounts for a placebo effect. So what we've done with every single scientific research research article that's come out using full standard uh, principles proves the power of the human mind above anything else. And and so we resonate with something, even if it may not help the person sitting next to you, it'll help you better, right? Just like if you um, have a... um, incoherent resonance with something so you're you don't agree with it it's going to react differently in your body right so if somebody's a vegetarian and you start feeding them beef it's going to resonate with them differently than somebody uh, who has a different spiritual belief system right, right? and it's, so right. it's not just about the newtonian you know things that we can measure things that we can quantify it's that it's the energy of our thoughts that ultimately governs our physiology, right? How you digest something is going to be heavily based on how you feel about it. So if you're eating healthy, but you hate hate every moment of it, you're going to be in a suffering uh, resonance, right? You're going to be vibrating at a frequency of somebody who's suffering because that's your mind's interpretation of that situation. But if you're grateful for that meal, then you're going to, you're going to vibrate at a whole different frequency. So what we mentally attach to our interventions is also extremely, extremely important. Okay, I have to go back to something we were talking about, and it reminded me about our food and how we don't really appreciate our food and how that um, it doesn't really help or work with our bodies like it used to. You know, when however many thousands of years ago you would go and they would, you know, hunt and gather and get your food and the food would be prepared and you would smell the food and you would sit and you would eat your food and your salivary glands would have a you know chance to to, you know, get all whatever, moist or whatever, you know, so that you could digest your food because you're smelling it and it sets that off in your brain and and then you eat and you chew and you don't chew really fast. You just chew your food and you eat and you appreciate your food and and we don't do that. We don't do that. We've lost that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's such an important step, you know, as, as part of, you know, like you were saying, you know, your, your food, you know, stays with you forever and and if you're not really, you know, appreciating as well as, you know, smelling and everything, your your food, it's just not working for you. It's not, you know, working for your body. And uh, we've lost that. And uh, I think it's a good thing that, you know, you mentioned it because I, I, I want to sit back every now and again when I'm, you know, on these shows and try to take notes and I tell myself I'm going to go back and listen to shows and then I get busy and I don't do it. But I'm going to try today to really emphasize that with my family when we're when we're going to sit down and eat we need to like not just dig in you know we need to mm-hmm. like let it sit for a minute and 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 let all the happy things with your brain and your and your body let it all work right 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I will tell you, I love this show. <laughs> yeah. You right? know, Dr. Patel, we could be, all right, we need to schedule like an eight-hour show with you. But one thing I really, really <laughs> would love to dig into, because unfortunately we have limited time with you, is the, would you mind talking about the importance of measuring the mitochondria and supporting the mitochondrial function? Because that's something that we really have not talked about. Lots of people really don't give that uh, enough attention. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the mitochondria, the easiest way to think of the mitochondria is like the engine in your car. And think of the cells um, in your, uh, you have 60 trillion cells. So think of each cell like the car itself. The mitochondria will represent the, be represented by the engine. Now, think of the things that the engine needs. The engine, in order for it to work properly, needs fuel, right? It needs gasoline. A gasoline on its own is useless because it has to be combusted in order for it to be converted into a usable form of energy. So glucose in our bloodstream is useless. It doesn't. It has stored energy, it has potential energy, but that glucose has to go into the mitochondria to turn into ATP. So ATP, think of ATM, right? So it's, it's a little uh, it's, uh, money. <laughs> Yeah, and basically what happens is uh, the currency of of the body is ATP. So ATP is required for metabolic function, for healing, for repair, for digestion, for anything that requires energy, which is everything. We require proper mitochondrial function. The mitochondria again are like the engine. Now, I can have fuel in the car, and I can turn the engine on, but what revs the engine is the accelerator pedal, and that would be equivalent to the hormones in our body. So we send a signal to the engine that we need to increase uh, metabolism, increase the RPMs, and that's like increasing metabolism in our cells. And then the engine, if it's working properly, will respond. Now, you could have a tank full of gas, and you could be stomping on that pedal, but if that engine isn't on, then the car is not going anywhere. Mm. And so what people try to do is they try to stomp on the gas harder, so we give more hormones, right? So they might increase their thyroid medication dosage because they're not feeling quite right. They might increase their progesterone or estrogen or cortisol, whatever it is they're taking. Um, but the problem isn't the pedal. The pedal is not broken. The problem is the engine is not working. And the problem might not be the fuel. So people change their diets. I mean, of course, you want to eat healthy, but people just keep micromanaging and tweaking and changing their diets. But the problem isn't the diet. The problem is the mitochondria. Now, the mitochondria produce oxidate oxidation, right? So they produce, um, that's how we produce energy is through a process that, uh, a process of oxidation. And so that produces oxidative stress. And so the mitochondria are very prone to oxidative stress, and this is what can damage them. And oxidation is what causes uh, many different issues, including increasing risk of cancer, but it really fatigues and burns out the mitochondria. So a lot of people lack adequate nutritional support for the mitochondria and and so they're lacking the ability to heal and repair and regenerate and actually metabolize and produce energy. Hi. Hmm. I'm, <laughs> <all> in. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just in one of those I really, continual flower fields. A really, so a really good thing to know is that the, a third of the weight of the heart is mitochondria. And so that that's the heart never shuts off, right? 
and then your frontal cortex and really your brain as an organ itself has a lot of mitochondria because the brain and, and really no organ in your body shuts off but the brain is like a, a a huge energy hog let's put it that way so a sign that somebody has poor mitochondrial function would be if they get tired when they read or if they get tired when they're physically active or if they get tired when they're driving for extended periods of time because these require uh, you know uh, heavy activation of the frontal cortex of the brain and so anything that makes you tired when you're not physically active, such as uh, reading or such as driving for, for long distances, these are things that can impact your, or, or be, can, can be signs of mitochondrial dysfunction. Very interesting. Or, I love the fact that yeah. you said that because um, Dr. Carnahan, she also was mentioning things that happen frequently with um you know, when there's uh, yeast and, and mold issues that I love that, you know, like those are very natural health practitioners, signs and signals. And I just I just love that. I love the fact that you said that, you know, especially people getting, you know, lots of people say they get very tired when they read or, you know, I call it brain bouncing where people read one paragraph and they're like, what did I just read? And then they're tired. And so that's so interesting that you say that. So how about, things, how about things, Dr. Patel, that um, people can do? In other words, are there, are there things that people can do? Like you said, nutrition is a huge thing. Uh, any kind of generalization, we understand that every, every patient is so very different, but any generalizations, tips that you would be able to give the listeners for, for helping mitochondrial function? The one thing is uh, antioxidants. And I can, can I say specific brands that I use? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. And then, you know, we have uh, we have an online store. If somebody needs anything, we can direct them there. But uh, Mitochondrial Energy by Designs for Health is an excellent product. And that product supports mitochondrial function. It's literally our top-selling product. You can never keep it in stock. And that's something that I take daily because I use my brain all day, at least I try to at a very high level, and I need, it, I need to support that, right? So we, we use that, my wife uses that, and it's, it's not just the thyroid patients, really, you have mitochondria, as I said, in every cell. So you're supporting mitochondrial function throughout the body systemically. Another thing that we find that really helps patients is dealing with the oxidative stress. So we use uh, something like glutathione. You can get topical glutathione. I was just going to say that. Or you can get... Uh, you know, lysosomal glutathione, or you can get N-acetylcysteine, which helps increase glutathione levels. And glutathione is what we call the, the, the guardian and the garbage man. So it'll take the bullet for the <laughs> DNA, it'll take the bullet uh, of oxidative stress, and it also helps with detoxification. So it protects the body and it helps with elimination of waste products. And oftentimes glutathione is, um, is depleted in uh, thyroid patients, and really in autoimmune patients we see a a whole body depletion of glutathione levels. And some people, keep in mind, uh, genetically might be predisposed to producing a lower amount of glutathione. In fact, I have a, a gene SNP that uh, causes me to produce less glutathione than, you know, uh, somebody who didn't have that variant. So sometimes genetically might be, might be more predisposed. And keep in mind what glutathione does is detoxifies and handles oxidative stress. So if we live in a toxic world or we're exposed to a lot of toxicity, we're going to deplete glutathione, and therefore it's not inadequate amounts to support uh, the amount of oxidation that's going on. 
Now, glutathione then would also be extremely important um, for people with high viral loads too, would you say, like Epstein-Barr, HPV, things like that? It would inevitably be depleted, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, glutathione, the reason I'm giving these particular recommendations is because these are good recommendations across the board. So pretty much everyone should take either N-acetylcysteine or glutathione um, prophylactically, in my opinion. So there's lots of benefits, and there's global benefits that that occur. So it's not just benefiting one system; it's benefiting every system in your body, basically. So I like. To, and like you said, I the like environmental load is so much greater, right? So for people that would be like, right. well, you know, if my body is functioning well and I'm perfectly healthy, but then there's that additional, you know, load that everybody's taking on as well. Right, and some people's detoxification capacity is less than others. So two people in the same environment, one might start reacting to that environment sooner because their threshold is lower versus the next person. And, you know, a thousand years ago, it didn't matter because that system was not loaded. Hmm. Hey. So very, so very interesting. Yeah. I just... And, um, yeah, so much, so much in my brain. And, you know, (laughs) I love it. It's great. I love it. You know, and it's not even things that I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, reiterating, validating, and, uh, you know, reconfirming. And also the way you say it, I guess we just like we just like the way you explain things. So thank you. Love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then, of course, just to round it off, just for completeness, we usually recommend minerals. Uh, minerals are often depleted. And then, you know, digestive enzymes and probiotics can be very beneficial for some patients, actually really for most patients. We try to keep our supplements for five or less. That's kind of the golden rule in our office. So we use synergistic blends that minimize the pill burden and cost as well for patients. And so the idea is to use uh, products that are going to have extremely high leverage points, which means that if I take this supplement, it doesn't just help my thyroid, it helps every system in my body. That's kind of our thinking process when we recommend supplements. It's not to just isolate one particular pathway of function. We want to really have a global benefit on the patient. Mm. And that goes back to the Pareto principle, which is the 80-20 rule, where 20% of your effort typically produces 80% of your results. And so if we can leverage those 20% points, then we can get a huge return and the patient can see progress and benefit uh, while keeping the cost low and, and sustainable. And then the sustainability is the key, right? If we have to get the patient to only make 20% change in their life, that's so much easier than trying to get them to make an 80% change in their life. Right. But that right. 20% is going to be high leverage points, which are going to produce uh, incredible benefits for the patient. I love that. 20% of the effort should produce 80% of the benefits. That is yeah. so amazing because I think there's so many... So many, you know, um, patients, thyroid in particular, you know, people, lots of thyroid patients are exhausted mentally, period. So then when you try to mm-hmm. upheave their life, their eating, they're, they're like, oh, you know, it's like they barely have enough energy to get up. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, are you kidding right. me? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of the deer in the headlights look of, of you know, and the you know just comprehension and and so I love that I love that twenty percent of your efforts should produce eighty percent of your benefits, which means that's doable, right? That's something yeah. that people can yeah. wrap their head around. Yes, love the, that. The key to success is consistency. 
You know, not the key not a short success is consistency. Yes. You know, right, because a lot of people we see a lot of people that spend a ton of money on supplements, right? And and it, it's it's almost sad because people that don't feel well are guinea pigs for sales because they're like, I will try anything. I would imagine right. if you took the cupboards of all of the thyroid patients across the globe, oh, we could no, probably no, no, no. <laughs> of things we didn't use. <laughs> hey. Oh no! You know what I mean? Oh, no. It would be overwhelming. So I mean, it, it's it, that, that would is be such a good a, photo contest. Uh, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. But, I'm gonna know, do it on thyroid boot camp. <laughs> I think you should. So tell us you about should. speaking. Of which, tell us about. Tell us about Thyroid Boot Camp. Oh, sure. So Thyroid Boot Camp is a – we have a Facebook page as well. It's, um, it's a place where we share information. We post a lot of uh, workshop information. We host a workshop on thyroid disease every month in our practice. We have a, a webinar that uh, clients can watch as well that goes a little bit more into thyroid health, but, again, covering the, the principles that we talked about today uh, from that perspective. And so if somebody goes to thyroidbootcamp.com, we've also created an online course, and it's all free uh, for now. And basically you can get all uh, all the materials that we give to our patients and deliver to you over a short you know, period of time over the course of three or four months. But then you get an email every week. It's not overwhelming. Some of these emails are videos. You just get to watch a short video. And it allows you to really transform your understanding in, in bite-sized pieces. And the nice thing about doing it this way is that you can create a you know a separate inbox for the video for the actual content and then you can watch it whenever you want right so you've got a, an archive of good thyroid information all in one spot and then it gives people the opportunity to understand how to tackle the problem so should they decide to work with a functional medicine practitioner then they at least have they're already pre-framed they're already pre-educated the doctor can focus on helping them instead of having to shift the way they think and and uh, convince them that this is the right way to fix the problem. They've already done that. So it's just a way for us to, you know, kind of educate uh, prospective patients, but also we put it out there as a free service to our community because we realize the magnitude of the problem and not everyone can come see me or my staff members as a patient. It's just not realistic. We don't have the manpower for it. So by creating tools like this, it gives the majority of people access to great information at, at no cost to them. And then you know, really the value is in not in the information, the value is in the action that people take. Love that. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling, feeling really grateful and happy. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> thing. That's a great thing. And me too. <laughs> oh. Okay, so just because okay. I would love Dr. Patel's, I'm I'm going totally selfish and personal here. Stress reduction. Okay, tips and tips, Dr. Patel, for stress reduction. Okay. So the first thing I'll say for stress reduction is is truly quantifying the stress and understanding that um, the amplitude of the stress response is going to be based on our belief of that stressor. So a good example is, you know, we have a, a stress section on our form, and the form basically, anyone can download the form if they go to www.iamproof.com. They'll actually get a whole um, educational video series, and they'll be able to download our intake form. I suggest that everyone fills that out at some point in their life. If you're feeling amazing, fill it out. 
if you're not feeling so great, fill it out. It'll give you so much awareness. And, you know, you can fill it out periodically throughout your life just to see how things are changing over time. But it's a great way to document what's happening with you. And uh, so I can, uh, they, they can go to iamproof.com and, and find that information. But what we, what we basically do is we want to help the patient understand, is this a real stressor? So a lot of people on that form will put their financial stress as a 10 out of 10. And so then I'll have to talk to them about that. I say, you know, you, you drove here in a car, you're wearing clothes, you probably had breakfast today, you're probably going to have lunch and dinner today. Um, you know, you, but you've got some stress of a, basically a homeless person, right? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, you, how, is this, how is this possibly a 10 out of 10? And so sometimes we just have to reframe the stress because if somebody thinks that it's a 10 out of 10, then it, it might really be a 2 out of 10 on paper, but emotionally it's a 10 out of 10 for them because they might have some bad subconscious programming about money or guilt because they're not working or whatever the case may be. Then what ends up happening is people carry this fight or flight 10 out of 10 stress around with them all day because they're not going to fix their money problems anytime soon, right? And so then we reframe it, then we, we start questioning them and start helping them understand that this is not a 10 out of 10. Your financial stress is probably more of a 3 out of 10, right, when you really talk it through. So that's important. Changing the belief system at a subconscious level is going to be extremely important. And really focusing on getting the patient to have gratitude and be more grateful and focus on the things that they're happy about and not so much the things that they're not so happy about and re- releasing deep repressed emotions. That's another big thing because even though we, we might not have stress in our lives, like we might eliminate our financial crisis that we're in or we might patch up our relationship with our kids or our, our husbands, but at the end of the day, it's not about what things look like on paper. It's about what the internal dialogue that we're having is. And so many of us, have wanted to say things to certain people and have never been able to do that. We've wanted to express ourselves a certain way and we've never been able to do that. So we all have repressed uh, emotions and things that we're kind of filtering uh, through our conscious brains. These are stressors on our on our system, but we haven't released them. So I find that a good way is the Dalian method. Um, you know, I can share that website with you as well. But the Dalian method is where we practice a particular breathing technique and visualization along with uh, eliminating and releasing some of the deep repressed emotional things that you have going on. So it's really neat because yeah. you, you yell it out. You would say exactly what you want to say to that person, pretending that they're there, and you release that energy. And it's amazing yeah. the, the transformation that can take place. You know, you know, a lot of times it's not just bad things you want to say to people. Sometimes it's good things. Sometimes you, you don't have the courage to sell, tell someone how much you love them or you're too embarrassed or it's not culturally appropriate. Right. Right? So there's right. all these different elements that become repressed and that negative energy, uh, because we're not letting it out, it, it accumulates in, in the throat chakra, right? Because that's where we would voice ourselves and that energy gets stagnant. So literally people with thyroid issues often have a repressed um, you know, inner child that's not saying and doing what it wants to do and what it wants to say. Absolutely, especially when people are angry, ah. don't you think, Dr. Patel? Very frequently they'll say ah. things, right, but that really has nothing to do with what they're actually angry at. You know what I'm saying? It's more of just a that's right. a, a statement rather than actually, yeah, that is just, my goodness. Okay, serious moment of uh, okay. resonation there for me. <laughs> yes. and, and that is well, very and tell true. Tell us the website. Tell us the website too. 
Oh, yeah, sure, I will. I'll, I'll share it with you. Okay. And also the method. I I didn't hear you said the, uh, the particular name of the method, uh, Dr. Patel. I didn't hear it. Yeah, so the, the website is, if people want to get that intake form, it's improof.com. And then the uh, DALI and method is what I was referring to. Let me see if I can locate that website quickly for you. Iamproof.com. So if people go to, it's madadalian.com. It's M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. And it talks about, you know, the, the method in a little bit more detail. Okay. Mm, wonderful. Yeah, Thanks she's so actually, much. looks like she's got a... She has a radio show too, so maybe you guys can connect with her. That would be great. Oh, that's wonderful. Twenty sixteen should be the spiritual side of thyroid. Gratitude and it should be. You know, everybody just gets so like technical, right? We need to get out of technical and and deal with emotions for Pete's sake, right? Well, (laughs) let me let me let me leave you with this thought. So what ends up happening and, and this Hopefully, it uh, helps create a shift uh, for some people. But when we're when we're dealing with people, um, we have to re- remind ourselves that one of the critical laws of nature is simplicity, right? So, what does it take to grow an oak tree? What it takes is it takes dirt, water, and sunshine, right? And air. That's all it takes. It's simple. So that's that's a fundamental law of nature. The beautiful thing about nature is that it takes care of the complexity. So us trying to match the complexity to understand all these intricacies of the body is actually what's not serving us anymore. Because mm. what we have to move into is a medicine that trusts the intelligence of the body and what we have to do is provide it with the basic fundamental things. With the right water, right? The right soil, which is our food. Uh, the right environment. And the body takes care of the rest. It's because we don't trust the body and we're trying to constantly find what's wrong and broken with it that's what creates most of the disease that people have. And that's why most people turn outside of them for help. That's why they take, you know, they take medications or that's why they take supplements or that's why they get all these external therapies because they've been conditioned misappropriately to think that the problem is outside of them when the problem is really, unfortunately, inside of them, which means the solution, fortunately, is inside of them. And, and that's what we have to move towards is a medicine that trusts the body instead of accuses and blames and tries to tame the body. The body never makes mistakes. Your body's coordinating mm. the function of 60 trillion cells 24 7, 365. Your body built itself. Right? So, who are we to say that we can interfere with that, that the body's doing something wrong? It never does something wrong. Oh, I love that. Wow. that the body doesn't make mistakes. I know, right? We are such oh. a phenomenal design intentional and like you said people don't trust they don't trust the fact i i just to trump the body is not a it's not a good thing right no medicine medicine of trust i love it Hmm. one of the things that steve jobs said and he echoed leonardo da vinci is that simplicity is the greatest sign of sophistication and i can't think of anything that's more more sophisticated than the human body which means by that definition there's nothing that's more simple to take care of, right? That's what makes us amazing. If we were complicated and had to really think about every single thing that our body had to do, that wouldn't be sophisticated. That would be very archaic. 
right? But the fact that all this happens for us automatically, that's what makes us so amazing, right? So instead of trying to understand that, what we need to do is celebrate it and get it to work for us because that's all it knows how to do. Your body, your body wants to kill you. It takes four minutes. It just has to stop breathing and has an opportunity every single moment of your life to kill you. So this yeah. idea that our body's trying to kill us and not serving us at every given moment is one of the biggest fallacies of our current medical system. The ultimate myth. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, you have set the perfect tone for my day. (laughs) I love it. And mine, too. Awesome. (laughs) And mine. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Really? Dr. Patel, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Mike. I love being your friend on Facebook because you're, you just inspire me every day, and I you know, appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge. I just, uh, I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you so much! And you know, anyone who's listening, I I welcome a friend ads. So please connect with me, and you can also find us at facebook.com/becomeproof, which is our practice website. If you want, you know, more technical information, we post it there. But if you want more lighthearted and fun and spiritual information we posted uh, really in both places but a lot of it goes on my, on my personal page awesome so becomeproof.com there's lots of places we can find you iamproof.com becomeproof.com livingproofinstitute.com and where else Dr. Yeah. Patel anywhere Thyroid Boot Camp is another place yeah there's lots you know we, we do a lot we try to do as much as we can to help people and each of those sites is is just different avenues for people to help themselves and understand themselves. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. Can I ask you what is on your agenda for the day? You got anything fun planned? You're going to do anything really healthy? You going to eat something really good? What are you you doing? Going shopping? (laughs) What are you doing? Working out? (laughs) I'm going to have a great lunch with my wife, and then I'm actually – uh, taking the rest of the day off. I'll, I'll be doing some work, but I'll be out of the office, and then I will be going for yoga in the evening with a group of friends at 7.30. Now that it's sounds a like a day. great day. Will you share with us what, you know, like an average, not average, but a, a good food day for Dr. Patel. What do you consume in a day? Just so people get to know. We love doing that, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Sure. Okay. We usually ask what you had for lunch or breakfast, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll be happy to share. So I this morning I had a bulletproof coffee, and so it's decaf uh, beans with a tablespoon of coconut oil and a tablespoon of MCT uh, brain octane oil, and then I add collagen powder to it, which is a powdered collagen, and then I add a, a half teaspoon of coconut sugar, and I blend that. So that's not one of my drinks, and then I have a bowl of oatmeal with CSC seed flax seeds. Uh, pumpkin seeds, uh, cinnamon, and a little bit of raw organic honey. And and then I have, I just had earlier as a snack, a collagen bar. So this is a collagen protein bar. And then for lunch, I've got quinoa burgers with a big salad. And for dinner, I'll probably have a stir fry and with, um, with, a, with a salad on the side. Mmm. Mm. I'm hungry. Yeah, very my wife is, a, is an excellent uh, uh, cook, and I, I try to help as much as I can, but I don't usually get home in time to help her make the full, full meal. But, you know, she's, I'm very blessed to have her, and 
and she's just done a phenomenal job of fueling my uh, fueling my work. Hmm. Well, okay. Great gratitude go, for that. Yeah. Um, so before we let you go, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, and and I'm. Um, you know, we've already talked about having articles and things, and I love the video that you did. If you guys didn't see it, you know, you got to check him out. It's great to see someone talking and, and looking at you, kind of feel like you get to know them. I'd love to uh, feature some articles for you um, on Thyroid Nation, and sure. maybe we can try to do some of those um, those things that we said, you know, for 2016, connecting it a little bit more for, for people, because I think that could really help people. So. Mm-hmm. I'd love anything that you throw my way. I will certainly promote and be grateful. So just let me know. You know where to find me. Absolutely. I appreciate that tremendously. Thank you both so much. This has been this has been awesome. I really appreciate uh, this chance to connect with you both, and, and I hope this helps uh, some of your listeners view this issue from a different perspective. Very much so. Thank you so very, yeah. very much. Have a great Enjoy day, the day. Yes. I will. Thank you. Lots of love. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Here it comes. He's my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> uh, I he know. It was amazing. There's not even a word. Amazing is, is seems very trite comparatively. Yeah, it does. Right? Extraordinary. Know, He's not amazing. He is extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> mm. Gonna he have to listen to that lot. one again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he probably gets that a lot. You know, he he you know he probably commands a room and can tell when he's speaking. Even the video that he did, I don't know if you got to see it because I just posted it yesterday. You had a busy 24 hours, but you got to go back I and did, watch and it. I did, and I unfortunately did not. That's why I asked him. <laughs> I asked him on the show. Normally, I would just send him a message, but I wanted it out there because I wanted—I was thinking it, and he was so commanding, and and I just—I uh, think he could help people. And if you'd let me share his articles and his videos and things on, on Thyroid Nation, I think that would be really fabulous. So that's why I asked him. You know, I just—he's nice job. His, uh, yeah, nice job. I mean, he was amazing. I'm just. Thank you so much for for you know uh, inviting him on, and we're so grateful that he came on. And you know, seriously, thyroid spirituality, the connection is huge, huge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is. All right, my love. Who do we have next week? Oh, we have Andrea Nakayama. Oh, I did it. Andrea Nakayama from Replenish PDX. She's very, very cool. You gotta check out her website if you want before um before next week, before she comes on the show. She is really, really um just amazing and uh, I can't wait to talk to her. We've also been I know. connecting for a while, um, you know, behind the scenes. So it'll be great to actually talk to her. So and as always a very big thank you to our listeners. Please and also share your thyroid journey, and I have to make an, you know, intention here. I haven't posted any thyroid driver stories lately. I've been really, really busy, and they take a lot of time, which is fabulous, and I'd love to learn the stories, but people aren't necessarily writers, and that's fine. I tell them you don't have to be a writer because I will help 
uh, put this out there so that, you know, people can read it and, and they forget periods and commas because they're just trying to get their thoughts out, which is what we want. But then I have to go back and edit and make it look presentable to everybody. And it just takes me so much time and so much energy from me because I want it to be good. I haven't done that. And I'm going to 2016 is the year of spirituality and, and connection to thyroid and happy and gratitude. and It's going to happen. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So if you have a thyroid survivor story, please, please, please submit it. I promise I will share it. Hmm. Well, thank you so much always to our amazing Thyroid Nation radio team. Just amazing women. Check them out. Facebook groups, biographies, helpful. I just, they're amazing women. So you can check them out on the Thyroid Nation radio. Uh, wonderful support groups. Uh, just I, I'm lady. in a flower field. I'm stuck in a flower field. I am field. too. <laughs> me too. I know. Um, yeah, me too. Make sure to follow Thyroid Nation um, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Periscope. And we also have a Hot Cheese and Grace Facebook support group uh, on Facebook so you can see what the, who the next guests are and you can connect with all of our, our past guests and future guests. So be sure and check those out. Dana and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Please make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. Just like Dr. Patel said, we are so intentionally, amazingly, phenomenally designed. Trust your body. Yes, we are. Trust your body. Listen to your body. Amen mm-hmm. to that. This is Anna, your Thyroid Nation Gringa Tika from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Mladenich of Grateful Garden Not Biz. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thanks for a great show, guys. See you next time. <laughs>